0: Yeah, so this past Wednesday was nine eleven, and um, it just got all of us thinking like, what should we talk about? And of course, patriotism and that kind of stuff. It is very prevalent when it comes to that traumatic experience. But I thought about, you know, what about all those thousands of people that died? Like, who's praying for them and who's who's thinking about them? Of course, their family members. But beyond that, not too many people. And. <clears throat> It's crazy because you see in the news, like, all the time, um, mass shootings, violence, terrorism, all that kind of stuff, it's so prevalent to the point where it's it's normal for us. But that's not normal, <laughs> to think that that kind of stuff is normal. Um, it just kind of goes to show that um, our day and age, It's it's kind of scary, and we live in this Perpetuating fear like oh my gosh like can I even go to Walmart without getting shot up and like I feel like If we talk about these things and be more accepting of Yeah, it's we should be praying for The people who have passed due the due to these experiences and due to these acts of terrorism so all of this ties in some way and Basically, when it comes to purgatory, we've heard the the coin term like being thrown around when we hear purgatory What do we think of right fire burning punishment? and uh, There's actually three things that all of us Catholics believe in when it comes to purgatory The first one is that it exists that there is some form of purification when we pass and the second belief is it involves some pain some discomfort and of course we can only get a small image of what it feels like but our human minds our human sensory can't really comprehend what purgatory entails but we know that it's gonna hurt and then and it also has a sense of discomfort. And the last one is that prayers on earth can be prayed towards people in purgatory. So usually sometimes like during the rosary, sometimes you hear, Oh, pray for those people in purgatory. Oh, I left I lift up this this rosary to the people in purgatory. And the reason why that we do that is because when we pray for these people in purgatory in a sense it kind of lessens their pain and discomfort in purgatory and it actually accelerates their time uh, so they can get closer to God because <clears throat> that's all what we all want right mm-hmm. we want to get to God and some of you may be thinking oh but Didn't God like die for our sins? Like, why does there even need to be purgatory? Well, to answer that question, He died for us, so He could. All right. He died for us to forgive our eternal consequences of sin as a whole. So yes, He forgave us for those sins. But just because he forgave us doesn't mean that we're completely off the hook. Does that make sense? Because I bet a lot of you could relate to how sometimes when we go to confession, it's like we go to the confession for the same sin on and on and on. And that, that particular sin is called temporal consequences, temporal sin. And what temporal sin means is that even though I've been saved by God, and I've been forgiven for my sins, in a way, due to my humanness, I'm still attached to that sin. And this is where a lot of us struggle, because think of it like a bad habit. Like we try to break this bad habit, it's like, oh my gosh, why God? And I think that's just naturally a part of our journeys. Each of us struggles with a certain thing. And of course, this is something that's very hard for us to try and get rid of completely. But eventually, over time, we will experience this sense of spiritual maturity to the point where you reflect on that particular sin and you think, man, like, why did I do that to myself? And that's where you find true growth. And that's where you kind of detach more from that sin. And that's basically what purgatory is all about. is detachment from your sinful attachments. Amen? <clears throat> so... When our time comes, whenever that is, although we are in friendship with God, we still must be purified in some way in order to get rid of these sinful attachments, like I said before. And you've probably heard this author before, C.S. Lewis, ring a bell. Yes. So, I I forgot what book but he once made an analogy to what purgatory is and think of it like you're at the gate of heaven and Jesus is like come in, come in, like I've been waiting for you but in your humanness you say God I, I understand that you want me there but at the same time I feel so dirty like I feel like I need a spiritual shower in a sense and that's what purgatory is all about. And if you want another example, I was looking online and I saw this really cool example. That's why I called, I wanted to play The Ship is Sinking because this is what this analogy pertains to. Uh, Let me draw my stick figures first. Sorry, okay, this is a really <laughs> crappy drawing, but <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so basically, it's floating. <laughs> think of all the saints, and all the people in purgatory, and us here on earth, we're all on the same boat, wow. and see, these are the people in the poop deck, because they're dead. And these are the people in purgatory. But they're still around us, you know, like their souls still exists. And they're still like roaming around here on earth. And then this is us. And then this is Jesus. Ah, There. <laughs> so basically, God is in control of all of our lives. And he's steering our ship. And we're, we have to be accountable for one another saints and even people in purgatory. Does that make sense? And uh, a really good verse that ties in with this is James 5.16 In summary, it states Therefore, pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayers of a righteous man are effective much. I shortened it just to get to the point, but Basically, what's what's that saying is, yes, it's nice for us to pray for each other here on earth, within this community, within our families, friends, and, and all of that. But also, if we focus too much on that, we forget these people, but they're on the same boat still. And that's no fair, right? Like we, we when it comes to prayer, we have to be not biased we can't be biased towards people who are only living right how about the people who are who are in purgatory who are just they are experiencing this type of pain and discomfort that we can't even like imagine as humans but if we have if God gave us the power to pray for them like why not right and then these are the Saints of course And they're always going to be watching over us. And the beautiful thing about that is maybe even some of the saints were in purgatory, but by our prayers and by God's intercession and grace and mercy, they became saints. Mm -hmm. And if you want a background of the word purgatory, uh, the Latin root is purgare, let me, I'm probably murdering it by saying it, (laughs) here. So that's how you spell it, this is the Latin root that comes from purgatory, and if you could guess the definition, what are we thinking? To be purged. (laughs) Close, close, close. That was a good guess. No, it was really good. It's a really good guess. It's a P word. Purify. Yes. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Wow. Purify the mercy. Good job. Good job. Yeah, so that is what that means. And that's why purgatory is so important. And um, this kind of topic is very vague when it comes to Catholic Church. Yes. Sorry, what was the Latin word? root again? Oh, Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. To purify or cleanse. Yes. I lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? I <laughs> lost my train of thought. Um, Background, Background of Purgatory. Background of Purgatory? and Hebrew, the, root. the root word and then oh got it so when it comes to purgatory it's not really seen in the bible if you have noticed not a lot of people talk about it and i think that's why we're not so knowledgeable about it as a whole but there are so many examples even by the saints that purgatory exists like who has heard of Saint Faustina yes so she had a vision Uh, God gave her a vision where this angel was guiding her through the this like prison and she noticed that like there was the prison walls and there was fire everywhere these people were burning but they were praying like oh my gosh and that's just, that's just like one depiction of like what purgatory is. And people ask like, is purgatory, is it a specific location? Not necessarily, but rather it's a state of being. And I will explain that more. So what I mean by a state of being, it's kind of hard to explain, but think of think of yourself and as a sinner and we all have our different varying degrees of how much we need to be purified and take like someone like I'm not gonna give that example basically (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say Hitler but he's probably not in purgatory but I won't know how do I know right so crazy see there's just so much um so to recap that whole thing purgatory is not necessarily a location but rather a state of being and that state of being depends on how much you sinned here on earth amen and there's so many more like visions by the saints of purgatory but I might scare myself so I don't want to do that <laughs> But um, I have to keep repeating myself like it is so important brothers and sisters that we pray for those people in purgatory like who has had friends or relatives that have passed away in this life right like you just said your grandpa right and it's important because we don't know. We just we say rest in peace, but where's peace? Is that heaven? Is that purgatory? Right? So in our power, God gives us the ability to pray for these people that although they died here on earth, that doesn't mean we have to forget about them completely. Going back to James 5:16, we have to pray for each other cuz we're on the same boat. And you may be thinking, like, oh, this is awkward. Like, how do I pray for dead people? (laughs) But um, there's actually another saint out there. Her name is Saint Gertrude. She is the patron saint of purgatory. And you would imagine she even has her own vision, too. And basically in her vision she was praying for this particular man Um, and she had a vision and God allowed her to see this man that she was praying for and it sounds kind of funny but his soul was shaped like a toad I'm not sure what the symbol is behind that toad but basically his soul was altered into another state because of his sin on earth oh. it's crazy right <clears throat> do you have anything to add no I was just thinking like maybe it's a kill because you know how it like starts off as like a tadpole and it like morphs oh shoot really, that's like, cool things. maybe like it's a scale afterwards. That's, that's what it is oh that's sick what if yeah. you kill a cockroach and you become a cockroach yeah. <laughs> I don't no, this is a vision, so it's yeah. um, it's not necessarily real. If that makes sense. But do you have do oh. you have something to add? Oh yeah, um, forgot where I read it, but um, the way the person explained his soul being a toad. It was more so like toads have a lot of warts, mm-hmm. oh. so I mean, he's a yeah. he's a toad because his his warts represented his soul. And he, oh. he brought that back to the book of Job where Job's nice. suffering because he got a lot of words. Oh nice! Yay. So see I wouldn't have known that if we did So if you guys have questions like or you have comments like please throw it out there. So I guess that's why he, he was a toad. That makes that makes so much more sense. And she in that moment, Saint Gertrude, she said this short prayer. And she asked God, God, was that enough? He was like, yes, that's enough. So it's, it doesn't matter like what you're saying or how long your prayer is. It's just the fact that your heart's in the moment. And your heart is, has this intention to pray for these people. That's where you find true healing for these people in purgatory. And... I also, I wrote down her prayer on another one here. So if, would someone like to volunteer and read this? All right, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Eternal Father, I uh, receive the most precious blood of Thy divine Son, Jesus. In union with the masses sent throughout the world today, with all the holy souls in purgatory, for sinners everywhere, church, those within my own home, and within my family. Amen. 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 Thank you, Tommy. So, that prayer is not just a prayer, because when God gave St. Gertrude that prayer to share it to the world, he said, whoever prays this prayer, a thousand souls are saved. We just did a thousand. So you just saved a thousand people yeah. to purgatory. So. Yeah. Give yourself a hand. So I I've I haven't seen any other specific prayers directed towards purgatory, but that's probably the most powerful one I've seen. Just because that's given by God Himself. Like think of the divine mercy. Like that's it's the same thing, like God gave a certain saint, a certain prayer, so we can pray. Easy, right? So you're probably thinking, oh, purgatory, that's a long way for me now. Like, Or how do I even know if I'm going to purgatory or heaven? We don't know. But at least we have solace in knowing that we could do something about it now. Amen. So while we're still alive, we can have heaven in mind. Like, there's no one stopping us towards doing that. And when we think of ourselves being in heaven, or if someone ever asked you, someone asked me this once, if you were to die today, do you think you'd be ready for heaven? And I said, to be honest, no. And um, that was a Protestant who asked me. And Protestants have this belief that if you just believe in Him, then you're saved. And that that that's like I don't know. That's halfway there, but it's like where's the action towards that? It's it's a matter of it's not just believing, but it's actually putting your faith in action, and that's where we see results. And um, there is this my favorite Catholic speaker, Father Mike Schmitz. Uh, he did. Uh, video on this whole thing about whether we're good enough for heaven. And he said, we're not. But that's okay. It's okay because by God's grace he will get us there. By God's grace that yeah, I'm not good enough, but God sees me as good enough. We're never going to see ourselves as good enough. Like no matter how hard you try, no matter how many self-help books you read like it's not going to get you to to that point where God sees you because you're not God. Amen? So in order to see ourselves in heaven, in order to see this as a reality, we have to accept that we're not good enough for it. And this was the gospel a couple weeks ago about there's These ten ladies, five of them had lamps, or all of them had lamps, but five of them prepped their lamps so they had enough oil to wait for the group. But the other five were like, oh, can we share your oil? Like, we don't have enough to last through the night. But they're like, no, like, you should have prepared, right? This is exactly, like, what God is trying to tell us. Like, we have to be on our feet like we gotta be prepped because we don't know when he's coming and we don't know when our judgment is coming and we don't know if we're even ready for heaven but we have the power to be at least proactive about it amen so why what i'm saying about this like what we can do now is accept that we're not good enough but that's okay because by god's grace We are good enough for him. And this is the hard part because this is where God's telling us, like, let me love you the way I want to love you. But in our humanness, we're like, "Ah, God, like, I I can't accept. Like, I am just not worthy. And this is where we just have to let go of that mentality and start thinking like how God is thinking. And. He actually, Father Mike Smiths. he had a quote, I think will pertain to this. He said, we don't go to heaven because we've worked really, really hard. We get to heaven because we're willing to surrender our lives to a God who loves us so much, he was willing to die and rise for us. So in a nutshell, what that is saying is, Going back to the Protestants, they have this belief that if you just believe in Him, you're saved, right? And I guess in a sense, that applies to us. And even more so, this might be confusing. God is saying, or Father Mike Schmitz is saying here, you don't have to work so hard. So it's like, what's the answer? But from my interpretation, we work hard so we can surrender we work hard so we have this mentality of wow like god loves me so much no matter how much i do so that's why god encourages us to work hard and serve him that's why he encourages us to pray hard it's not for him like he's god like he doesn't need to do anything like <laughs> but we're the ones who have to put in the, the work in order to surrender. Because you can't make me believe that I'm good enough unless I get a taste of it. Does that make sense? Like, you can't say I'm good enough for the Olympics if I don't put the work towards it, right? So this is exactly what God is trying to say here. This is exactly what Father Mike Schmitz is trying to say here that we work hard not to just show off, but we work hard because we want to get to a point in our faith where we just want to surrender completely everything to Him. And that's okay if we're not at that point. This is the whole point of community, so we can get there together. Amen? So to sum all of that up, I made this quote. So I was just praying about this, and I said, God, we rise when we surrender. And uh, to kind of give a sharing about uh, getting into heaven. Uh, We had an old friend um, his name was Jason and old family friend like we've known him for years and when he passed away, I guess One of the couples from the CFC. They have this sixth sense the ability to see like spirits and stuff, but um, What happened was She didn't even know Jason, but she when she was at his funeral she said you know a couple days ago like i i saw this boy with long hair he had long hair and he was he was at the gates of heaven like waving back and smiling and i was like what the heck so it's you never know like but i knew like jason was the kind of guy like who was down for god like through and through and this guy was so humble and it's just a A prime example that the way we portray ourselves as God's servants, it matters. It matters so much. So the way you pray, the way you go to Mass, the way you serve, like that stuff matters. Because who knows, one day maybe someone else who has a sixth sense will see a vision of us being in Jason's shoes. So I think that's, that's something that we can all look forward to. And maybe we don't make a straight shot to heaven, but at least he gives us this opportunity to have a chance one day to be with him. And I think that's why it's so important to stress what purgatory is all about and what it means and why is it it's so necessary As well to pray for those who are in purgatory right now as we speak. Because they want to get to God too. They had that same like yearning and desire when they were here on earth. But they didn't have as much time as we did. So that's where we have the upper hand. And that's where we have the upper hand as well. To extend our hand to them and say, hey, I'm praying for you. Tommy just saved a thousand souls. So why can't we just do the same? And with that being said, may God be praised.